That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Harry's eyes moved to Hagrid's back, which quivered with every jerk of his hips. Hagrid was a block of a man, large in every way, muscular and quite a bit hairy. While his ass was not the best one Harry had seen, it still was a damn good one. Hagrid stopped thrusting, so Harry's eyes reluctantly moved away from the ass he had been admiring to find the reason. Hagrid started to move once again. His thr- Oh! Declan! You're here! Yes! Episode 146, is it? That's the one! Oh, I was just having a read of, um, of just something I share with the listeners. Of, in a, of a private, the private group. There's something about Hagrid's hairy ass yeah yeah because he's care of magical creatures so they're teaching they're learning oh this this year Harry will be learning about the hairy ass yeah. the magical hairy yep. donkey ass yep and it wasn't the best one that Harry had seen no because he's obviously Harry's quite good at care of magical creatures he does drop it after OWL's but that's more because he's got to focus on his aura stuff and yeah. you know how many hairy ass are you likely to see in the wild uh, well, that's normally thing. where you see them. Well, no, it's quite domesticated, the ass. Uh, are they now? What's the last time you saw a, a, an ass just loose in the world? Days ago. Wow. It was in the Minecraft fun. world. Oh, yes. But <laughs> the wide world itself. Wow. Well, welcome back. It's great to be here. Only a couple of days late. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right, then. For another huge episode. We got um, called out. We, yeah. Cancelled. We, <laughs> we were... <laughs> summarily dismissed. We were... Taken hand in hand and walked into those big blocks in the town square in medieval town where they throw all fruit at you. Mm. And the fruit was digital, but the sting, the acid of those rotten tomatoes in the eye felt ever, ever real. Mm. So we're here. To sting. We're back. We've been shamed into shame. Yeah, we're back in a big way. And we've prepared content today between us. We've shouldered that, that shared burden, much yeah. like Hagrid and Harry shared that ass. Um, and all the lessons that they can learn from it. Yes. We, too, have prepared a mutually... Um, Sorry, just to check, is that the last we'll be hearing of Hagrid and Harry in the ass this episode? I think there's probably more um, more chapters to it on Wattpad, if people are interested. I'll, I'll maybe put a link. But you won't be reading any more? I guess to if, the... if it becomes relevant to the show content, then I'm happy to... Right, okay. Happy to kind of get back on it. Because, like I say, there's plenty here. There's a prophecy of two boys. Um, the other aunt, a Harry Potter fan fiction. Fan, f- fan fiction. Yeah, they're not. It's not strictly canon, but be- most of us fans kind of accept that right, Harry okay. did fuck Draco, and Hagrid watched. Um, after after, after class, <laughs> after class, yeah. not after they'd finished school, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh dear! But you know, Hogwarts—they're sick. They're year ten or something, so they're like sixteen. That's, that's ha- Hagrid t- doesn't understand age. Y- year ten is fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> just, just so you know, <laughs> Hagrid's going to prison. Oh, Harry! Back. He's going back to prison. Does Azkaban have a nonce department? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> 
God, yeah, it must do because the there's a huge and oft discussed um, underculture of the Hogwarts, the beautiful wizarding world of Harry Potter that J.K. imagined for us to enjoy, where there are a lot of very problematic things that you could do, like like when the adults turn into child Harry. You've got to know they were feeling up their own dick. Well, they were. The polyjuice. One hundred percent. That's why some of them were late, and indeed why some of them died. Yeah, God, God saw what was going on, and, and, said, he, and we, he said, "Hedwig, we, you're going to have to take the blunt end of the wedge for this one." Moody, who you didn't should even turn know, into Harry, you but know whose better. eyes were well, neither did magic, Hedwig, but magically <laughs> drawn to a certain polyjuice bar. I mean, that special eye is looking under every robe it sees. Have I ever told you about the song "The Polyjuice Pop" that I wrote with my friend Will for the Harry Potter musical that we planned in sixth form? You vaguely mentioned I only know the beginning lyric because I can't I didn't do lyrics so much as the, the music yeah. at the time but it was like you put the some I can't remember the ingredients for Polyjuice Potion but Will has an encyclopedic Harry Potter knowledge it's like you put the something something in the potion stir it up and make a commotion da, 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 da. it was just like a 12 bar blues thing do the Polyjuice pop yeah turn yourself into a child <laughs> There's no night that is about it. <laughs> we check with JK. Rufus Scrims is a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Felix Felicis. That's got to be dodgy. People are using that for dodgy Lucky stuff. nonces are the most well, yeah, exactly. dangerous sport. <laughs> oh, what's you that? Know, the gym your changing room down on his luck nonce. There's <laughs> <laughs> no danger to anyone. <laughs> Fuck, that's a, the fucking weaponized luck <laughs> of, of a sex oh, offender. Fucking, yeah. Is, t- is a terrifying Idea, thing that J.K. Yeah. Rowling has... Co- she didn't directly oh, reference She him, might as well. She have. set the framework in which one can only conclude that they do exist en masse yeah. in the Harry Potterverse. We seem to have brought the episode... Uh, down in tone somewhat, which is unfortunate because it's a lofty down. It's a lofty sound. down in tone from your opening of reading Harry Potter fanfic. Yeah, little bit, <laughs> <laughs> which began you know in the highest heights, right? I see. Because the written word is well, it's in the highest heights of you using the annotated <laughs> Ulysses notes <laughs> to make effects. the sound. <laughs> yes, we've got uh, an episode today with a brand new feature, and if if I were an editing man, I'd put a jingle in for that. Yeah, but. If we were prepared, we'd have thought of an actual title. I did think of one. Okay. Here it is. Um, In script writing, you know I listen to the script Will you just tell me what the fucking title is? I'm so bored of you and your fucking script notes. I'm bored of absolutely coming with a fucking... And apparently it was really good as well. ...preamble of bullshit. It's not pre-prepared. I just open my mouth and let the wisdom flow. Um... What they have in, in the commosphere, and you'll know, you're a paid BBC contributor as of today. Mm-hmm. Only a matter of years after we submitted <laughs> one of the worst jokes God ever did. Um, what they have is this concept of the punch-up, where you write a script, and then they'll be like, good script, we need to get more jokes per page. So they hire in like 10 writers, comedy writers, just sit around the table and be like, what if instead of Ron saying blimey at this point, he starts telling the aristocrats no the aristocrats <laughs> joke <laughs> if the end of that joke was the aristocats <laughs> then it would be such a darker joke but yeah so what i thought was that's about making stuff better and that's how they made chernobyl is it it is he exactly wrote a script that, yeah. and then they got f- we need more ten, jokes in ten this guys to come in and write jokes. all these down russians <laughs> um 
that's the punch up. I'm saying that what we're doing is trying to make things worse. It's called punch down. Oh. It also has a nice reference to the thing about comedy punching up. Yeah, it's, and so I, we're doing the opposite. I'm sure you'll agree a very clever title, and if you'd like to applaud, uh, then now's the time. I'm, I won't now's because the it's crass, and it, it doesn't come across well on audio. You can do the clicks. But that works. Oh, that's Declan clicking now. I'm just going to no, do the nod. Clicking. I'm going to do a nod. And he's clicking as well. That's really good to hear and to see. So, welcome to the inaugural episode of Punching Down. <laughs> Maybe I should have got the instruments. I can still... No, it's absolutely fine. Okay. Basically, this feature came about because it was this week announced that Netflix have put into motion mm. one of the uh, singularly worst ideas yep. for a television show. Since we tried to write one. Yeah, well, <laughs> It was roundly refused entry <laughs> into even the most paltry stations. <laughs> um, you may be uh, aware listeners of the uh, cult sci-fi phenomenon stranger things yes. from netflix um made and by it's... a robot where they plugged in the 80s and yeah. all its memorabilia and and associate um i don't know tinted paraphernalia yeah. accoutrement longing for youth in the guise of this kind of fundamentally quite shit technology but good aesthetic and music that carries it through you're a big fan, of course. I enjoyed the first series. I thought it was and fun. And the second series... Haven't watched. You lo- okay. <laughs> um, but you good. may be aware of Gaten Matarazzo, mm. who plays the curly head of the children. Wow. And he, I just want to put this out there. He has curly hair in real life as well. Yeah. So that was why they cast him. Yeah, that was it. They did an open call, and I think 100,000 kids went. Only one of them curly enough they went, for the role. That's like, the Gaten for us. Get me Gaten! Uh, this headline has done the rounds. I'm sure that many, if not most of our listeners will have seen it. Yeah. And they'll have been gagging for our sideways take on the event. Well, exactly. People always are. Yeah. They're messaging us left, right and centre, <laughs> although not quite enough. Most of them are Jennifer Lopez, it turns out. Yes. Late, which we should read out if you have a moment. Well, it's the first shame mail we've had in <laughs> four months. Um, Gaten Matarazzo's cool new Netflix prank show yeah. is all about screwing with people trying to find work mm-hmm. um gut check how yeah, are you wh- feeling about it well how does it make you feel what emotions as a, provoked as a people trying to find work yeah i would i thought straight away i wouldn't want people screwing with me right and that, worst of all isn't that selfish worst of all a rich kid right. a rich dumb kid let me hit you with these two things okay. first of all He's he's pretty cute though, isn't he? He's got a fun, like peppy energy. You can imagine him maybe like as a newsboy in the twenties, like, gee, mister, mind if I fuck you over on the doll while you're in the queue for like the job centre. Right. But he would annoy you, but it would be like that. You'd shake your fist, but then you'd there'd be a moment where you a walk wry and you're smile. Like, oh. That, if only, and he's, it somehow speaks to your own youth. No, it didn't speak to my youth. So there's that element which my I think youth you're involved. Charming. No millions of dollars. Right. Okay, but that's you didn't pull yourself up by any bootstraps and get a get a big Netflix job, did you? No, I, I didn't. Yeah, Lazy. they weren't really going. Now, the second thing, uh, which I alluded to, is the idea that you're perhaps being a little bit, I don't want to say Biased? conceited oh, and okay. self-serving, because obviously people would find it funny to watch you, uh, a job seeker, be toyed with, by an evil millionaire child. Mm -hmm. And so in denying them that privilege, where by any utilitarian metric, 
their pleasure outweighs your own? Are you not just categorically stating that you're above and therefore better than them? No, because what I'm saying is that that they don't deserve your talk. I'm saying that the sum total of their uh, fleeting and transient amusement at the television Mm. show is somewhat trumped by the utter despair (laughs) of me being fucked with uh, and poor. Okay, because it's the combination, isn't it? It's a, it's, it's a fine to be fucked with. It's fine to be, put, but together, never the twain shall meet. I've always maintained. This article is from the AV Club. Um, it's Big a short one. They're a sponsor, uh, and they say thus: TV prank shows are kind of like measles epidemics. They're sudden, happen seemingly at random, and it's hard to believe that they're still popping up in 2019. And yet we feel compelled by public duty to note that people everywhere should be on the lookout for Stranger Things star Gaten Matarazzo, who has just begun production on an eight-episode Netflix prank series targeting our most laugh-ready of societal victims, (laughs) people just trying to find a damn job. Nice. Per deadline, the terrifying and hilarious prank encounters issues the punked ethos where you were really only in trouble if you were friends of a friend with Ashton Kutcher or an open car loving wound like Zach Braff in favour of people who think they're starting the first day of a part time job. These lucky scare quotes contestants, uh-huh. already presumably freaked out by the tenuous spectre of employment in the modern economy, are then subjected to, quote, business as usual until their paths collide and these part-time jobs turn into full-time nightmares. Mm. Props to Madarazzo, who will host the series as well as uh, be executive producer, alongside Isn't fellow it disgusting EPs. That a child can be an exec producer. <coughs> alongside <laughs> fellow EPs Ben Silverman, Howard Owens, Kevin Healy and Rob Hyde. Oh, I've skipped on to a different article. Well, that's all right. We've got about the meat Ellen DeGeneres. It. But yeah, essentially... Uh, we sucked the marrow out of that bone, I would say. Yeah. They um, basically end with some pun about the upside down. One discussion that we had when you raised this as a potential podcast topic was how amused we are by the idea that Gaten, is he called Gaten? Yeah. Isn't just the face of this. He's not a patsy. Yeah, he's not just like they, they came up with it. Some cynical, jaded cunts came up with this plan and were like, how do we market this fundamentally? Get us the curly haired kid. Who's that peppy boy of Stranger Thing? They would think it was called Stranger Mm. Thing Singular. Um, and maybe some of the other ones, what's his name? Finn Wolfstock or something. Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard? Yeah, something like that. Maybe he turned it down or he was busy doing. It, chapter two. He was busy being fucked by 40-year-old women. Oh, yeah, on Twitter, who yeah. won't stop going on about that. No. No, try as you might to mute them and, mm. and indeed report them. Um, it's not just that Gaten is the oh, the emblem of the project. I like to imagine that he, he is, is the brains behind, behind the whole thing, and that he personally... Approached Netflix. Yes, like he's been begging. I think for, for Gaten, Stranger Things was but a stepping stone. A gateway. But a... <laughs> A small a, a foot in the door on the celestial mountain <laughs> to fucking over the port. I like to imagine that he has, like I said, class consciousness, but as a member of the, yeah. the most austere capitalist class and is just getting off on the idea of squashing. Well, he definitely is. Squashing 100%. Now, do you think that's a phase? Do people go through that phase as a, as a youth? Because a lot of people, when they're like 15, they kick a homeless man to death and then they become members of... Parliament. Conv- <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Conservative mainstream ideology and things like yeah. that. Yeah. 
but it was just a prank they'll say or i did grow out of it um and they'll retract the general kind of act whilst perhaps dog whistling that they still agree with the sentiment mm. do you think for gayton this is just like he's got too much money at too young of an age doesn't really know what he's doing or is the is the malice there uh it's an interesting idea isn't it the idea that this could be more than just more than just his idea uh-huh. this is like his ideology yeah. <laughs> that this is something ingrained uh there's a chance i think he is young so there is hope that he can learn uh-huh. and we should be ready and willing for him to learn but i think what he's going to learn after eight episodes is how how fun and how and easy it is fiscally rewarding it to, is <laughs> to fuck over people who have nothing yeah who very the world has kind of already done gayton's job for him yeah and he's really just kicking them while they're down yeah the final the final blow the straw that breaks the camel's back so when when i saw this tweet it was accompanied by a story from uh someone who was like a, an american comedy writer uh-huh. who mentioned that they ha- had once on a show she was working on had a little session in the writer's room where they tried to come up with an idea for the worst like the most horrible prank show that they could uh-huh. that you could like feasibly achieve and theirs was uh people coming around from like simple anesthesia for a a routine operation yeah. being tricked into thinking that they'd been in a coma for 30 <laughs> years. Uh, and she said, I think this is worse. Like, I think that they've managed <laughs> to find something worse. It's like, it's so simple. It's such a simply evil idea. It makes you wonder how we've all missed it. Yeah. How this market has remained <laughs> How have I not so myself yeah. thought, Pitch wow, this. you could make an absolute <laughs> mint off of watching me crying scrolling through the indeed.com website <laughs> and then pretending to give me any of their jobs yeah um but we thought yeah how on earth could we make this worse our interest was peaked and we thought yeah is there a way to punch this idea down, down. now we didn't say that at the time because we hadn't come up with this with the brand in my but, memory we did say that but we, we were fived like in Mario Party, where it's like, ready? Yeah. And we did Ring. that. We did that, yeah. Yeah, okay. We did do that. All right, sure. yeah, that happened. So we thought what we'd do is um, a kind of freeform verbal tennis match of suggestions, much mm. like we talked about in our last quickfire, which actually isn't out yet. So <laughs> our next so quickfire quick for you, <laughs> patrons, God bless you all, um, of the improv concept of yes and. Yeah. We thought we'd try and build modifying as we require on each other's ideas to create the the nadir of, well, I, of the topic i of think the as well there should be some exploration rather than a mere tennis match of like what is it that is bad about this uh-huh. idea and therefore is there any way to exacerbate that yeah like okay. so the things that make this so bad yeah is a the is is the vulnerability of the people involved. Yeah. Uh and the desperation of the people involved. Yeah. Um it's such a like a near singularly horrible thing to be without a, a means to support yourself. Uh-huh. Because it means that every like single expense comes with absolutely no balance to check it. Uh-huh. And therefore Everything is kind of laced with a little bit of guilt and everything is laced with this idea of uh, like the looming specter yeah. of larger expenses to come means of keeping yourself alive. Yeah. Into and and grave. so 
the relief mm. of something like that. Of that email where it's like, you've got it. Yeah. We choose you. You is, interviewed. We we saw you. We get you. And, Come and work for minimum wage. And beyond, you know, the uh, the purely like financial aspect, there is always uh, a kind of sense of personal pride when when things like that come your way of yeah like i i got recognized yeah. for being good enough to do something like absolutely because it's very easy to tell yourself that you are not when you have nothing that you've been chosen to do uh-huh so it's a nice external reminder of your value yes even if it's for gaten a fairly small value relative to his own <laughs> but, well, as international And that Netflix is star. actually quantifiable in a fiscal sense. And what that suggests to me then is that an obvious kind of just a mathematical, fairly uh, banal, but arguably important and fundamental way of, of tilting the balance even further towards horror is an even richer person makes this show about even more vulnerable people. Yeah, about- we just expand that chasm. Elon Musk shitting on a food bank on yeah well like homeless people homeless kids yeah homeless kids homeless dying kids homeless dying kids think they're getting a home we get philip mcleod in is that his name what's his name <laughs> kevin kevin mcleod that's him hang on who is kevin mcleod no. isn't he grand designs or something? yeah right okay yeah right, we yeah. get him in he consults with them yeah. He thinks it's real too. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's doing he the Lord's work. Going on. Because then we get the, the triple whammy of when the show comes out oh, and he watches it and he sees that afterwards he built these lovely houses and Elon just lives in all of them. Yes, and it, we get the extreme makeovers home edition people to do that thing where they like put up loads of so, what's it called where you like obstruct the view oh yeah they and, get the truck in the way yeah, yeah, and they have yeah. to move it out and there's they've not built anything <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's their old cardboard box they've they've actually just removed more it's their old cardboard box and Elon's kicking it to bits <laughs> in Elon front Musk of them he's just grinning he's he's like he's flogging off their blankets yeah. for like a couple of quid there's, there's a fucking Boston Dynamics robot sucking him <laughs> off gold plated <laughs> That would be a quite a reveal, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. And to have it every episode, <laughs> really hammering it home. Yeah. Now, I've got another wrinkle that I think might uh, be good. Okay. Is that one of the areas where I think Gaten, in his infinite wisdom, has perhaps dropped the ball. Right. Is on when it comes to maximizing the humiliation, which is at the core of any mm. prank show, um, which can, we should add, be well handled by the prankers in practical jokers yep the joke is 99% of the time on, on the person doing yeah. the prank and that's where the comedy comes from it's not from like let's embarrass Embarrassing this poor this person. person yeah um and also i i don't want to you know overstep the mark but i do think they're probably funnier cleverer better informed nicer nicer just comedians more wholesome yes <laughs> than, than old gaten long may he reign but one of the areas where i think he might Bless be his name. um just missing a trick and far be it from me to offer it up but i shall is in the variety and what i think is like a good Stuart lee routine i think he needs to to extend the duration for longer than seems comfortable at first and so for that reason, I'm suggesting that all eight episodes, it's the same person over, <laughs> over like, maybe we do like boyhood and it's filmed over like 18 years of just tracking this one Gaten's <laughs> campaign of terror, of terror and humiliation 
on someone who's slipping ever further and further into abject desolation and poverty. I I I, I like the idea, uh-huh. loving the uh, the scope. Yeah. Or well, it turns I'm, it into a kind of avant-garde thing. What I'm thinking, though, that the trouble there is that <clears throat> if it is this just the one person, that opens the door for some bad faith, for me once, for me twice, uh-huh. critics to come in and say, well, actually, it's his fault for being gimped by Gaten eight times across his lifetime. Gaten, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I, I feel like... May I, I like the idea of this extension. Okay. Maybe it's the duration of the prank uh-huh. of each individual one. It's not like, oh, they have a fine first week and then uh and then it turns out that like oh things get hard and then things get what if they're, they're in this ISIS. job they're in this job for two years. Mm-hmm. They get promoted. Yeah. And then the scam is that actually um they were being paid in monopoly money. No, worse. They have to pay back oh, no. the money. That it turns out that they've been framed as running a scam right. in this company and they owe all of the or money. Maybe they like, Gaten comes in, like, I'm just trying to picture that reveal because it's going to be monumental television. Yeah. It's going to be a real water cooler. He's in like there. one of those like FBI windbreakers. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll probably kick a wall in, like when the police were hiding behind fake walls like at the, the Millennium fucking Dome. Kool Aid Man or whatever it yes. is. Um, what I'm thinking is that we cut back. So Gaten breaks in with the reveal and he's like, He's got a camera right up in this guy's face, and it will be a man, um, right up in his grill. What's the child? The guy, the child man is confused. The man, <laughs> the man, baby, the baby child, and bewildered and afraid immediately. But I think there'll be a glimmer of recognition in his eye when he he realizes that it was all too good to be true. I don't deserve this. I was born poor. I have lived. Poor. I will always be and deserve to be the underclass. Is what he will yeah. he will hear from Gator's yeah. piercing stare, and maybe we cut back. And when he signed his contract, the HR guy was Gator in some very advanced prosthesis that Elon Musk will provide. Yeah, of course. Um, probably he'll be a very giant Gator, and the guy will just be like, "Oh, he looks a bit like, but oh, he wasn't nine foot tall that one from Stranger Things." Unless he did some very clever Gandalf and Bilbo mm. fourth perspective, <laughs> in which case it, eighteen a miracle away. they cast him because they could have just picked any other it's curly hair. It's the charm, okay? He's got a real pep in his step, um, and maybe because Gaten's such a conversationalist, a garrulous chap, and he just exudes that energy and charm, charisma. Well, yeah. um, while the guy was signing his contract, Gaten's just like constantly engaging him so that he's not really reading it properly. And actually, he was signing up to a Kidzania style job experience, two year workshop where it's like, we'll give you what it's like to be employed right. for the low, low fee of, of all the money you would be paid per week, but to us instead. Right, I see. And so Gaten comes a calling, maybe with a comedy, like a novelty piggy bank or something. Yeah. Or a novelty, um, like, member of the armed forces it's a novelty check for all the money yeah but then he has to sign it yeah, yeah it's in, back it's in his <laughs> yeah. name and then Gaten poses for a photo with yeah, yeah. the check because all the money goes to him well of course it does yeah that's not <laughs> this is a his project like he works so hard what's interesting this. that i really admire that Gaten's done in his commitment to the kind of prank ethos is that the money doesn't go directly to him it's actually filtered through several important and functionally useful charities first oxfam the institute uh, of economic affairs yeah less i'm thinking like doctors without borders he will give it to them and he'll charge it right back oh i see so he'll publicly say i've given you a donation send it off 
prank. Then he's doing the chargeback. Charge and that's just another element I, of his I'm, I'm thinking he should give money to like the IEA, maybe the Adam Smith Institute, okay. just to fund new ways for like neoliberal capitalism to just make make the poor chap's situation even harder. Okay, by bringing, by kind of trickling the wealth yeah. up. And then at least we as the economy. public would know at least one of their uh, funders. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Yeah. Maybe that should be made clear then. Another way we could make the show worse is if it's everything's like very sponsored by the companies that Gaten will pay to never employ the man. Yes. And each week, um, a new giant of industry, a titan, will blacklist the willing participants. A new race. From, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll blacklist an entire people, community, yeah. class from ever working for above a a kind of barely poverty wage hmm. like so, Tim Martin might so the pay. minimum wage. Yeah, that's that's the one. You yeah. heard of it? Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty That's solid. pretty poor. Yeah, that's it's a pretty quite exploitative good show. now. Pretty good, yeah. bad show we've done there. Yeah. We've come up with two more each in the classic genres of game, Book. Film. No, that was... Oh, yeah, it was me. Film. And theatre. Yeah. Um, and I think you should start. You think I should start? Which would you prefer? Whichever you think. Book or play? Go I'm going to do Whichever book. your comedy rhythm suggests. I'm going to do book. Um, it's a poetry collection, Ooh. actually. And it's a set of haiku about the rape of Nanking. Wow. Okay. How many are we talking? Uh, how many? How many victims... I don't know. Lots. It's one for each. I think it's lots. It's huge. Okay. <laughs> it's a big book. Um, now, haiku, obviously that's that's to pay homage. I can yeah. make it worse straight away by it being written by, for example, um, just a white guy. Oh, maybe it's written by a, a horse's name. Glenn Beck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glenn Beck. Taking his first foray into art. <laughs> What if it's not even Glenn Beck? It's like Glenn Beck put his face on it, but it's actually like ghost written by someone from Craigslist. Yeah, or maybe that uh, that man whose book you edit. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Good use of edit in the present tense. Yeah, well, exactly. It's been going ongoing on for two and a half thousand years. <laughs> oh dear. So okay, so it's a a random white guy, but yeah. then it's being presented as prolific racist yeah. and shill. Uh, Glenn Beck. Yep. Um, it's a set of haiku, mm-hmm. um, and it is about an atrocity of of great scale and and horror. Yeah. Um, maybe he or the writer no has never looked up what it actually oh, is, n- and yeah, it's like wildly that. speculative. Yeah. Um, perhaps they think it's a kind of event from a Shakespearean or like a Greek tragedy that happens. Like, is it the rape of Lucretia? Yeah. Yeah. They could think it's like follows on from that. Which, you know, if that's the only one you'd heard of... They think it's a person called Nan King. Yeah, who was a grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, also, it's very pro. Oh, right. Interesting. Now, that is bad. Yeah. I can... <laughs> let me just Google that. Is Hang it, on. It is bad. It is bad. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. It's pro, and yet it's uh, anti-Japanese. Uh, Okay, that's a very difficult line to yeah. settle. It's it's like it manages to be yeah. racist and yet saying this this the worst thing that happened was pro perpetrator and anti victim. Yeah. That is a powerful <laughs> vacuum for that art to inhabit. Um, and I use the word art advisor. Well yeah, yeah. 
Moving on. <laughs> so, do you think we made it worse? I think we made okay, it worse. Punch down. Wow. That's that is punching one. down yeah. some. God, yeah. Game. This is a game I've come up with. A game. A fun game. A game to play. On It'll be on the Nintendo Switch. It'll be on the Nintendo Switch. It'll be on the Ouya. You remember the Ouya? Will it be cross-platform entirely? You'll have to log in with your Nintendo, Microsoft, Microsoft and Sony, <laughs> and accounts. your personal insurance policy. This is inspired a little by recent activities, which is me downloading Stardew Valley and sort of handing over a tenth of my soul, Horcrux style, to the newly established Beebrook Farm, which is, thank you, thriving, with my sprinkler that waters up to two plants <laughs> from my 50-something collection mm. every day. Really powerful stuff. It's a life simulator. And already I want you to think of some of the classics this is in your the genre. Game yeah, this is my game. The Sims, Stardew, Harvest Moon... Uh, Animal Crossing, all of these games, they inhabit a space of familiarity tinged with an escapism from your own existence. Stardew exhibits it most prominently, I would say, out of that lot, because, although actually having said that, in The Sims you can be magic, so I guess that's more of an escape. Yeah. But it very directly, like I was telling you, it starts with this kind of anti-capitalist sense of needing to return to collective values and escape from the homogeny of city life and banal industry Mm. which is you know it's cool cool for a game to say but what's interesting about them is is the variety is the depth and you can people do spend thousands of hours in these sorts of things so what i've suggested is a life sim where you play as someone who is in a coma it's not the kind of coma you're coming out of either and i do want okay to you won't clear. make that clear um but is that clear in game it's very clear in game the opening cutscene will explain with some very graphic imagery that we'll have to just get around the esrb i think they're called mm-hmm. it'll be like a peggy 18 uh at best yeah maybe maybe unrateable to be honest you might mm. have to sell it by the back door <laughs> just in alleys old yeah. school style round door to door um it will have one of the most harrowing intro sequences and it will be a real snuff movie perhaps like that famous there's a clip that everyone talks about that i've never seen that's like our watch people die material of just some people driving along on a road and then a brick flies off the van in front and just comes through the windscreen oh yeah kills someone dead yeah um and maybe it's not a clip because why would that be on camera why would they be filming yeah i guess so although i think it was a while ago before moving footage was fully ingrained oh right i see but i think that level of uh what i want to capture i suppose is the randomness of of death death and how mortality is less a an a light at the end of a tunnel or an extinguishing of the light that fills the tunnel but more just a roll of the dice and every day you you line up against old specter spooky death and you say what have we got today and if it's snake eyes which I don't know if that's good or bad in the game of craps, <laughs> then consequently you will either live or die. Wow. And that will be made clear, as I say, by a real life uh, snuff movie. After that, the game will be just normal graphics. That person, it's less a roll of a dice than we. you've been specific. Well, they're actually it. from episode eight of Gaten's Prankster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the great build-up is. Um it was be in this snuff film or be the subject of season two. And, <laughs> and they three. couldn't sign quickly <laughs> enough. Um, 
I see. I I like this. I like the brutality. Thank I you. like the uh, grittiness. That's and it, it really says something. For. I think you'll agree. It does say a lot. And but, then it says a lot, and then nothing. <laughs> but the I think, as with um, as with the Gaten thing, I think the real uh, horror comes from the hope. Uh huh. Which is why I think that the aim of the game should like it should expressly be that the aim of the game is to kind of because you know how especially in in art i think more than in real life yeah there's a huge focus on um maintaining brain from, activity ma- maintaining brain activity but also uh trying to find some sense of familiarity in order to bring yeah. someone like, back oh if he hears your voice yeah. every day and so playing a favorite maybe song. you're not playing the person in the coma, oh. you're just playing their closest relative. You can't leave the room, but it's your job to wake them up. But you cannot. Interesting. So the hope, like the aim of the game is to get them to wake up. I've got a wrinkle to that. And I love, I love where you've taken that. Okay. Genuinely very excited about this project that we will be making. What about, it's a kind of asynchronous single player experience where on odd numbered days, such as when you start, you are the grieving mm-hmm. uh, other half. Uh, in fact, let's let the player choose who they are. They can be a son, a daughter, an aunt, an uncle, maybe a neighbour. Yeah. Um, maybe a life partner. Maybe a pet. Maybe a pet. Maybe a pet, indeed. On those days, like you say, you've got all these, let's think of what some of the meters would be. Um, love. You've got to show them enough love to kind of bring them back. That will be through things like intimacy. leaving gifts. Intimacy. Um familiarity yeah trying to like tap into some of these memories to establish a, a, a more recognizable and comfortable environment because i was thinking like a third person sims sort of view but then yeah. maybe there are moments where it's like a first person point and click adventure where you're going through their house and memories to try and identify things that could call them back to you wow that like, is an adventure <laughs> like you could find a video from their wedding day if you were not their other half yeah um, and you could listen to what song was their first dance and then try and collect like a phonograph Sing that of yourself. That. Sing it yourself through a very difficult quick time event that <laughs> is unskippable, <laughs> must be 100%ed, and is 44 minutes real time. Yeah. Just because it's got to be the whole kind of dance well, experience. Obviously. That's day one. And then on all the even-numbered days, you're the person in the coma and you have almost nothing to do. And it is, again, it's 24 hours real time. While you're listening... You're, oh, yeah, the second, so it's not the next day. It's, it's the same the perspective day. switch, but then you, yeah, so it's you like just how have to well live you through did. the same yeah. things. Yeah. But only on those days do you realize that, like, none of it's the doing futility. Anything. Maybe there could, or, it, like, we could, we can play with that. Like, some days it's like that we, on, on days where you're the victim, uh-huh. all you have is this meter at the side, it's pitch black apart from a grey meter at the side, that is your, like, closeness to waking up. Yeah. It's like the sentient, the consciousness And maybe the, sc- the screen's, like, lightening as you yeah. approach that. And, it, and it's getting... Co- and on some days, it gets so close. Mm. But it's like that Darren Brown experiment where there's the people in the room and they have a bunch of random objects and they're told things thought. that they do yeah. will have an effect. So what some guy starts, like... Psst, Fucking yeah, yeah. teabagging a. We should explain that thoroughly because that's quite a confusing yeah. thing. But there's like a point thing. I think. I think the original experiment they just give points yeah, to when it's just points at random. So points are awarded, but the people in the room start to develop these rituals about like, oh, I uh, I picked up a coaster and then said, Charles, look, 
And then we got 50 points. So they just keep going like, Charles, look. Charles. And even though nothing's happening, they're, like, they're, they're still attached to it after yeah. like one instance. It's a really fucking cool idea. And so we, uh, that's we, never been harnessed in a game before. No, so we mind. implement that so that the people think, oh, wait, yeah, there was, if I did just a bit more of this, yeah. then I could be there. And and it's not true. Maybe. I think as well, built in, mm. this is just for our own kind of sadistic amusement, there should be some kind of mad, simple option. So um, we spent hours last night playing Minecraft, yep. trying to find some buried treasure, yep. dug up nearly the whole earth, yep. and it was one foot under the ground right next to where we'd started digging yeah. the whole time. And we found after, yeah, hours and And hours. I think that we should implement something to do with that, but never actually tell anyone uh-huh. that there's like, there's a pixel on the screen. If you click it, you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be one. It can be one. Yeah. But you have to click at a certain time and during about, the day. It's tied to like the computer clock in real life. Yeah. So it has to be at like on the hour you have to click it on the exactly hour. on the hour uh-huh. a specific hour and we can say that it's hinted at because the car crash or whatever it was happened at that time yeah it's like well you obviously should have tried that yeah why didn't you click this what are you some kind of a gating victim <laughs> idiot I like this yeah I think as well I like the idea of of making the theme of the game about struggling to communicate from both sides yeah so the one one person is able to communicate freely but to ostensibly no one because we know as the game creators that there is no coming back no most likely and then the other person when we shift the perspective is unable to communicate but i think if we gave the player the ability to try then they'd really feel what it would be like to have that kind of diving bell and the butterfly Mm. experience so maybe they can type loads of messages in response to what's happening with the kind of the suggestion that they're going to factor in later and they never ever ever will i think we would also maybe be able to program like an ai to manipulate whatever they've typed in to to mean kind of the opposite Mm. like edit things out so they say something like i love that song from my wedding yeah my good wedding uh or you know i i never stopped loving you yeah and then, but then when it comes through to them, when you're in the coma the next day, you just go like, I never love you. Uh, okay, so and it's so, so yeah, exactly. Interesting. What if there's some, I'm thinking, I'm thinking really dark here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that famous story on Reddit of the guy whose family were attacked while he had noise cancelling headphones on. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Uh, <clears throat> and he like was playing a game with noise cancelling headphones on upstairs and just had a feeling that like something was wrong. He thought he heard something, ignored it, and then thought he heard it again, took them off and went downstairs and like there was like a home invasion. Is the end of it that they died? I don't think so. Okay, that's good. But what I'm thinking is maybe while you're in the coma, like you can hear some sort of like, I don't know, attack in the hospital. Oh, when the person's out of the room, you can hear like the news broadcast like, uh, imminent threat from the Soviets <laughs> set in the Reagan era. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, <laughs> angered by the Star Wars program. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know there's nothing. And they come back in and they're like, oh, we should go to, you know, the World Trade Center today on the, <laughs> the 11th today of September, 2001. <laughs> and you're like, no. And then like you never hear from that person. You can't play as that character again. 
in the vein of futility as well, it might be nice to have an incredibly robust um, like design simulation like The Sims where you can really customise every element down to like the last pixel of the hospital room mm. for no reason. For yeah, there is <laughs> absolutely no, no nothing reason. to be gained. And in fact, no. in many ways, the more beautiful and spectacular the room becomes, the sadder by comparison. The... the, the- the literal black screen <laughs> experience of our comatose patient. Yeah. And perhaps the more you do that, maybe the room is so incredibly depressing uh-huh. that you can't help but do it up. But whenever you put something new in, their consciousness meter just drops. What if the, um, we've got some random like scripted events that can take place and we could tie them again to the clock. I really am into end games to that. But, for example, the hospital beds, mechanised as they usually are, like one day it just sits up and you're like, whoa, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that'll happen like maybe once every real life year. So yeah. by the time it happens again, you've forgotten. You're like, oh, all that I've done, it's come true. One thing I'm thinking could be a problem is that unlike the Gaten element of the person being roped in unawares and unlike the haiku collection which was thrust out into the world totally unasked against our consent um this one we do require player agency to keep going Hmm. what's the hook for the player well i think that we just have a very strong social media presence Ah. that's dropping hints like like an arg that goes yeah exactly or maybe we can build in many arg elements that do go to places but not one of them has even, and I want to stress this, the slightest, <laughs> slightest chance, <laughs> a snowflake's chance in hell. We cannot stress enough that unless you click this pixel mm-hmm. on this second of the day, on this day of yeah. the year, That's you, it. that is it. Yeah. It is not happening. It's can't, it just can't be happening. But of course, we still have the dream that it will. Could we get any rhythm game elements in? Like a kind of... Uh, if you don't keep up the breathing for a, while, the for, a, for a full real-time hour. Mm. I think variety is is something we could play with because it's a comment on the lack of variety of experience for the person, the victim. Yeah. And so maybe, like, every few months, like, we patch in another mini-game where it's, like, uh, arranging the different IV tubes in a fun, like, oh, they've been tangled, quick, get it before a bubble (laughs) enters into the transfusion. And it becomes basically like that Wario game. Yeah, yeah. For for five minutes. That would be very good. Or or maybe from the the second perspective. But we should stress, like, if you fail, you have to watch the initial snuff film again. Yeah, and the game resets. Yeah. And it's a different... There's two people dying. (laughs) (laughs) Each time there's more. You've got a whole hospital. (laughs) And your family tree mural, (laughs) which is the load screen for the game, is just slowly crossed out. Blackened. (laughs) Looks like it's been redacted from history. (laughs) I like the idea of um, hinting at the possibility of recovery in the form of like... A new some game about like firing off neural connections mm. so it would be like a puzzle like almost a match three thing where you're like playing a sort of tetrisy inside the head game yeah to try and make these neural connections that are like oh this is how to move my arm but it it will never work it will not work no yeah. I, I want to just get that again it we, will it will it never can, it will not it could it's, not. we haven't programmed into the game there's the no way to do that. Do, in fact we've programmed the impossibility 
We preclude it in the very assembly code the, of the piece. The possibility of even a bug. <laughs> that this game is, is in early access for so long. And so many <laughs> bugs have been squashed that even allow a flicker, a glimmer of hope to exist. People, people thought, yep. although we checked and it was a mere psychological phenomenon, they thought that maybe they saw the character smile. No, they, they were not smiling. You did not. That and, was on your and own. And we have... We've now programmed in that their face is blacked out for the whole... <laughs> they're just senses. a shadow. <laughs> well, punch <laughs> down! I've got a play. Okay. Uh, now, f- for my play idea, yeah. I just need to explain that we're riffing off a classic and okay. I just want to make sure that the audience are familiar yeah. with the play Noises Off. Okay. Do you know the play Noises Off? I don't think so. It's a uh, famous... I think it's Michael Frayn or maybe it's just someone like him. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, uh, it is a very funny play, and it is a classic, like, theatre farce. Okay. In which the first act is a play mm. that's going wrong. Okay. And the second act is the exact same time, but shows you what was happening backstage oh, for the whole cool thing. Line, yeah. For that. Like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. Vibes. But uh, if you had Hamlet as the first act. Uh-huh. Which, <laughs> one act Hamlet. Which someone that we know suggested that you did. Yeah. Which, I just want to put this out there. I think it was Toby. Yeah. Because if, be, if anyone could do this, it would be fucking If great. they can do fucking nine hours of Angels in America, yeah. you can but do it. But his idea was like a walkthrough... Yeah. Where Hamlet is going on, the play is going on, but you can just wander backstage. How fuck, that would be, That'd be fucking amazing. Great idea. Yeah. Um so here's my idea. Yeah. First act, the first half is a really heart-wrenching play about the life and seminal moments of Martin Luther King. Dr. King, yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yep. Uh, and the second act yeah. is behind the scenes of all these moments showing that actually Dr. King was a fucking idiot and all of the good things that he did, all those good speeches, yeah. were written by a white man. Uh, and it was Mr. Bean. Uh, I was thinking maybe they were actually a white supremacist. But What's the comedy the comes from he's so fucked off with how stupid uh. <laughs> Dr. King is that he's like, I, listen, just fucking say this. Say something about a dream. And then, it, of course, he calls him a bunch of words we can't say. Gamer words. Yeah, some gamer yeah. words. Um, uh, but like, there's a real, what I'm, I'm, I really want to hammer home how offensively wrong mm. the second act portrayal of Dr. King is. Like, what? he comes off the stage and he's got, he's putting on some kind of weird 1920s racist cartoon voice. Like the crows in Dumbo. Worse. Okay. But that's kind of the vibe yeah. that I'm thinking. We're thinking like, this would be banned like, Fucking zippity doo. Is it so? Is the style of comedy is it quite slapstick? Uh, it is in the second half, yeah. but it, that's the first half is is it's so straight. Dignified. It's so straight. It's like heart wrenching. So we need an incredible. The actor. second, yeah, and the second half, you're kind of like you're thinking, oh my god, like what on earth could yeah. this be? Because it, the first act finishes with the assassination. <sighs> that's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, and it and it turns out that he shot himself. Oh no! And it bounced off something maybe. No, no, he basically. He set up the sniper rifle to fake an assassination and then put a real bullet in. It does have a kind of beanie and quality that yeah. I think I think we're going to have to get Rowan Atkinson in in blackface, and I think he that do would it. make it worse. Yeah, actually, he he probably is one of the few of that kind of Oxbridge set of comics who wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think <laughs> now that Monty Python have 
broadly Roundly. revealed themselves to be the cunts that I personally credit myself for always knowing they were. Um, so Rowan's, yeah. Rowan's. Maybe Rowan can like movement direct the piece. Yeah, we don't tell him. No, because no. then it, then we get the extra tragedy of his reputation being ruined. Yeah, we don't tell him what the pl- we don't ever let him see the first act. So mm. he just thinks this is a second act about a character who happens to be called and go through all the same events as yeah one and of the greatest. Think Mar- you don't think Rowan will pick up on that? Activists of all time. He's he's a dumb idiot. He's a dumb oh, idiot. Oh, um, okay. I don't know if you know that. The, the Bean is a documentary I've heard. Yeah, the Bean. Who are we getting to play the Good Doctor? Well, I think that's got to be part of what's horrible about it to, to really make this horrible idea even worse. I think it should maybe be Mark Wahlberg. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. That's a, what I was thinking is they did sweet charity at the Donmar warehouse, I think here recently. Right. And one of the characters was played by a variety of famous black actors and people in the kind of acting space Gato Chocolat, how oh, go, yeah. which was probably excellent. Um, what I think is we do that, but it's exclusively um, very rich, white business leaders portraying Dr. King. Right. And I think okay. that would, um, well, everyone would, would hate it and it would be bad. Yeah. And therefore, but we'd win the feature. Here's my, to make it even more horrible, we get very, very talented. Uh-huh. Uh, black actors to, to understudy play, to play <laughs> well, to understudy first of all but to play dr king in the second half so uh, they have okay. to do the humiliating racist bit right themselves okay and it's like again i think maybe we get gaten involved they think they're signing on to do the, the ab- biopic. actual biopic yeah. of him because that's got to be the role of a lifetime nine foot tall gaten's there yeah with and, his chat and, you can't say no and his that. hair well mm. no and he's like, he's, sh- he's going to like trick you with his, his and, charm. And Chiwetel Ejiofor's like, are, are you sure? Like he's turning to his agent. He's like, is this gent? Because there is a nine foot child and yeah. he has been known to exploit people. And he's like, don't. And Gaten's like, Chiwetel. Gaten's bellowing, I think, by this point. But in a gleeful, like John Goodman. Yeah. Like, gleeful um, bordering on maniacal. And it's just that sort of way you're like, sure, sign it to get out of the room. And then bang. Because how bad could it be? Yeah. And the answer is, it's the worst it's thing anyone's ever done. It's so bad. And it will bad. single-handedly reverse uh, any, the, any slight the, progress. The and any civil rights movement. Yeah, forever. Yeah. And the earth will be cancelled. But also, not not just for uh, like people of colour. Yeah. We're talking like women's right to vote, gone. Really strange. Workers' right. rights, gone. And is that after the premiere? Uh, or maybe a rehearsed reading. The word gets out and maybe no. people as a whole just decide that enough is enough no I think I think that what happens is that we are forced by the Gaten's super company yeah, yeah. that obviously is running all of these Gaten Inc yeah, it's called, yeah. Uh, they they basically they know they've they've set it up and they're like by the way at the end of this we will be cancelling all kind of civil rights and whatnot. and because they've been running the prank show for maybe a decade now they've got their fingers in so many corporate pies that yeah. they probably could they can do that. And I think that also people assume it's a gate and prank. Uh-huh. And then after a year of honestly like harrowing reviews, yeah. probably several cast suicides, we... Several they, they, full casts. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> packing their way out. Yeah. yeah. Several theatres self-immolating. Yeah. Um, they just go, you know what? We'll call it a day. And then that's it. Like 
back to the camps. So you're suggesting this is almost like a false flag play where it's like the capitalist Gaten himself, yeah. who I see as really the arch, emblematic the of, arch of, of, collectivism. of the proletariat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor boy. <laughs> I mean, he's probably a bit of a dick, but I think this is a bit probably, yeah. uh, He probably doesn't listen anymore. No. I think we turned him off. Yeah. We lost him after the, blo- after the project. project. <laughs> he doesn't have that kind of avant-garde no. uh, yet. Um, what I'm thinking, though, is that this is... Yeah, it very much is. And maybe all of these things do fall under Gaten's master plan to produce things so offensively bad um, in so many different ways. Yeah. That, yeah, people are forced to just... Their spirits are broken. And that society as a whole, every individual, um, just gives in. There's just a a collective Mm. sigh of, not relief, but of... Of ennui. There's nothing more to do. It's just... It's pure catharsis. Yeah letting go yeah of all of your rights <laughs> <laughs> wow well punching down. down film one of your favorite media yeah fair to say this is the the fifth horseman of the gate apocalypse absolutely it is and this one um and this is kind of new ground for tass it has a specifically declandian bent to it oh uh, that's a shame film a broadly unfavourable fly-on-the-wall documentary about your life that you didn't know is already being made. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's got a huge corporate backing what? <laughs> and a grand swell of support. This thing has been on every crowdfunding site. Yeah. And they've, they've enlisted my technological prowess to kind of scoot you off those parts of the internet Wouldn't where it exists. I think I yeah. exist on three parts. Um... Uh, yeah. Bad already. When you say, um, like, so say it again. A broadly unfavourable. Right. When you say broadly unfavourable, yeah. is that, do you just mean like that, that my life is No, I mean, broadly... you don't come out of it well. The narrative of the movie um, suggests in a very, some would say heavy handed way to the audience that you are the embodiment of, of, of manifest evil. Oh, oh, I see. Not evil in, in the cartoonish Maleficent kind of way, but just that, like, snide evil. Insidious. Yeah. The kind of person who'd punch a lollipop man. If he thought no one was looking. Uh, no. as if with Only if with an, an audience, audience of children. Yeah. <laughs> who were he, waiting desperately to cross. Whom he then also hits with the lollipop yeah. man's stick. And that's a very effective way of smacking a kid, is with a lollipop. Yeah. A giant... Uh, lollipop man's lollipop because i was going to say that i I mean i don't think that they even need too much malicious editing on their part to to make it broadly unfavorable oh interesting uh interesting little window into your self-esteem there yeah (laughs) and it's that kind of pitiful (laughs) self-loathing that the audience self-deprecation test audiences hated it so we made it worse we foregrounded it <laughs> we asked what they hated about it and we exacerbated those bits what so you when you say we you're so you're in cahoots with gaten i'm being paid off yeah, yeah i'm afraid I, oh right I you see. know look i'm i'll donate some to your children oh right or oh, any well, kind of immediate well after the film i hardly think i'll be getting to have sex will i <laughs> i'm gonna be the absolute no because there are people maybe it'll be a kink yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's like the Manson fan club. Mm. And I'm not comparing you to Manson. But the film is. But the film <laughs> makes that titularly... That, the film includes an interview with Manson where he is disgusted by you. 
personally. <laughs> and in fact, he's given a flip book. In fact, book in fact your average we day. let him out. <laughs> we let him out to make room he's for you. He's on the press tour. He's doing junket after junket, saying, "You think I'm bad? Check out this they bozo." Give it, and there's a like, there's a a, a a sort of side bit in the film, like almost like during the intermission, we could because it's going to be a long one, I, long, I presume. Yeah, yeah where the, they it's just Charles doing all of. All of the jobs that I haven't been given, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just gets, and he's, he's just doing, doing them really well because he was famously quite charming. Yeah, sort of a, a leader thing. Mm. So he's doing that. Um, That's the unfavourable part. What? How do you feel about this fly on the wall documentary that you don't know is is and has already been being made? I it wouldn't surprise me. Really? No. There's some very private footage. I spend a lot of time asleep. Yeah, sure. So you know, there's none lots of that of t- makes the film. No, there's lots of time for them to like get in and make like uh-huh. put the cameras in. Some of them are from the perspective of of people that you know. Okay, um, can you name them? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, go on. Here, there's me. Well, I mean, that there's much we knew. Friend and flatmate, Mark. Yeah, there's your entire family are in on it. Right, they have okay. been filming you since babyhood in a kind of Truman Show esque wow. pact with and Gaten. <laughs> With then fetal gating. Yeah. Then Well, and also pre preconception yeah. gating. Wow. Um he he works in mysterious ways for sure. I think the pharmacy was one big front for just getting you in fun situations to add fodder to the documentary narrative that you are uh lacing other people's drugs with your own bodily fluids. Oh I for amusement. See. It's right, a very okay. seedy and I do I'm aware of the connotations of the word there, the kind of mystic yeah. connotations of you coming over some paracetamol and selling it to a 20-year-old boy. Because that has been happening in the film narrative, and right. the CGI will make that apparent. Okay. Oh, you're going to deep fake me doing... Yeah. I'm not. That. I'm not. That's not my... No, you're just being own. paid... I'm being paid... To... Not by that department. No, I didn't know that bit was no. going on either. Well, you you know. I know now. Because you've seen, I, the, you've seen, seen the, the first draft. <laughs> I've seen the fucking pre-release. Um, the screener. I mean, I suppose, at, at the very least, this mm-hmm. would give me some sort of hope. Okay. Talk because it would mean that actually there has been a hand behind a lot of the, the the sort of pitfalls. That's the same kind of thinking that leads all conspiracy theorists to be like, well, it's the Illuminati. Well, yeah, but... but it can't just be me with my lack of education. No, no, well, the, no but that's what I'm saying is that right now, I have to live with the fact that I know that it is okay. like my fault. But if this film were about... Uh-huh. Sorry, because this film is, is, is in production... Um, it means that actually there has been, there literally was an, an Illuminati behind it. It was just Gatenink and okay. you so uh, wait, and my whole family. If I can punch this down, if you'd allow me yeah. the freedom to do so, yep. here I go. Um, the film version of your life has, I've just heard this from the producers. Okay. Oh, Gaten's exec producing this one as well. Yep. Uh, he's got a corner office. And the Paramount lot, really nice, really good stuff. He bulldozed a few other people's out. Good way, parking. It was a prank. It was a prank. He doesn't park. He heli choppers right down into the Fair chimney enough. like Santa. Um, I've just heard this do 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 breaking news. Third act hasn't played well with the audiences. They think that the word irredeemable is being thrown about um, quite a lot. Bandied about notions of of contemptuous um, simplicity of evil okay. and a fundamentally hateful character. So what they've done is they've retconned in a real meteoric rise 
where this film version of you is a huge success by the end okay. and turns, spins on a dime, real 180, becoming the successful simulacrum of you that will always outshine your own existence. Okay. Because you, I, I do want to stress, you have no financial fungible relationship to the producers. So you're no, no, getting no money no, but what from I would, it. I, yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it's not too naive to say that I could maybe like lawyer up and say, I... I I, like I other me. people, have life rights. <laughs> they haven't consulted me about them. You, they were signed away on your behalf. Yeah, well, they cannot be. No, you were a child at the time. Yeah, but I'm not now. But at the time that you were... Yeah, but I am not made. now, and so It's they... too bad. I'm sorry. You'd have to take out the child court. <laughs> <laughs> this is one Do I need a child charge. lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> that can be a sequel. Okay. Um, so how would it feel to be to be living a life of co- people would recognize you on the street they'd probably come up to you and ask me for money and ask yeah because they think you're just rolling in it they think that you are the example of the the, the Essex dream mm. as it's come and to I me. suppose there's no hope that I, I could convince them otherwise there is none because people the film's that good the film is so convincing and we've got a dream team a crack team of Spielberg Jabrams me Lin Manuel's doing the soundtrack. You've better believe he is. No, of course, you're going to be doing some Why incredible not? raps. Am I? Absolutely. Wow. People will be your triple threat in this film, and all three threats are rapping. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine it's going to be quite. A Am hit. I saying any game words? You in are, the film? but you dab a hell of a lot. Oh, and that's to the that's the kind of gen. To be Z. fair, I dab a lot. You do, so yeah, yeah. So they didn't even they didn't even have to fake that. No, well, they haven't. They filmed <laughs> it in our flat. That's why I've been okay. Um. Yeah, I suppose that sort of takes away any of the the fun, the fun that I had managed to find in it, and any of the uh, <coughs> solace and that I had taken. And therefore, I suppose I, that yes, Isaac, you have successfully. Oh, I'm going to put myself underneath oh, your fist down right onto your. Oh gosh, I punched too hard straight into the electrical wires. So there we have it. Is that all of them? That's it. It was. That's it. our show. And that was our brand new feature, punching down. Now we've said some dreadful things in this episode but you've got to know that the whole premise was what's the worst thing we can think of yeah and honestly i held back <laughs> yeah well <laughs> I, I think we can all safely say that we held if back. one of these were to come into fruition which one would you like to have uh, because i want to play this game yeah i want to play the deal. game 100 <laughs> percent. if uh you know notch he he loves us and our we could make views. this in gary's mod in forthcoming PlayStation 4 exclusive dreams, yeah. anything is possible. We could, uh, maybe we can somehow prototype it in Minecraft. Fangle it in, well, I was thinking in Mario Maker. Ah, mm. very good. Very mm. good indeed. So we've got to knock Mario out in a horrific Well, he's got that crash. car. Yeah, yeah. That's half of the work done anyway. Um, the whole world is bricks. Yes. I'd like to pass over to you now because this has oh, been an episode good. filled with... It's not going to be for a final thought. It's going to be for a thought of the day, a final okay. thought, because we have been satirising and at sometimes we're, we're drawing from the real world and that can be a, a sombering thought, I suppose, because mm. a lot of the things we've said are not as far from reality as you might like them to be. Let's not forget that the whole... Gator Maserazzo actually is... Putting on a play about <laughs> Dr. King... <laughs> Where Mark Wahlberg shouts slurs for three hours in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. And it's really very odd. Which he rewrites history for Dr. King to be one of the stupidest men who ever lived. Which I, Mark Wahlberg actually, weirdly, emailed about the project before we'd even 
written it. Yeah. And it's almost like he is a horrid racist that for some reason we've all allowed who to crawl back into society. basically killed someone as well. Yeah, he was very yeah. proud to beat up a Vietnamese man, I think. Mm. He was something like 60 at the time. But because it's he funny. gets up at 2.30, that is funny. Yeah. And he opened the, the Wahlburger, Mark Wahlburger in uh, Covent Garden. I don't get it. It's a, it's a burger shop. Right. And his name's Mark Wahlberg. Burger. Think about it. You'll get it off. Okay, all right. There's a lot to dislike, but isn't there some hope, Declan? Paint for us the picture of the silver lining as you see it. Ever a beacon of optimism in our, all our lives. There is none. There is. There is none. There is none. There is none. But uh, we tried to make, yeah. we tried to write and have made yep. a very harmless, yeah. self-deprecating, dare I say, yeah. sideways glance. Yeah. Which you guys love, our sideways glance, don't you? At theatre. Yeah. And we tried to make that into a sitcom. Yeah. We wrote... What was a very good episode. It is good. And I can say that objectively because I know I have good taste. And because we took two years writing (laughs) and uh, and couldn't get a look in the door. Now, if you put a racist portrayal of anyone in there, it would be being made by Channel 5. Gaten spends, what, two years poncing about in the fucking... In the the upside down. (laughs) He barely even goes in the upside down. With his curly hair. Yeah. Fighting a fucking demogorgon. I don't well, fucking it's very know. vaginal, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly he's able to make a show in which he literally yeah. exploits people who have nothing. Swapped out the demogorgon for poverty men. Yeah. And women. And, and But he's still fighting them. gender identity. Don't you worry. God, he's powerful, isn't he? So what I'm saying is that actually what we've done here yeah. is an exercise in catharsis for ourselves okay because honestly any one of these projects has more hope than anything that we will ever make (laughs) with any sincerity wow that's a really nice um reminder for all of us to enjoy perhaps you'd like to tell me how they can get in touch i've got one more thing to share with you before then and in fact um it's one it's a final irl suggestion okay The, the sixth category because everything that we've talked about is in the artosphere and the artosphere really exists as the kind of upside down to our own lives. Right, yeah. And I think it's really, really important. And I don't use that word a lot. And I do hate it when people describe anything they do as important. Mm-hmm. Because often it's not. And well, usually it's not. It, it, it never is. Never no. is. But this, this one for sure is important because it's about, a, it's about life. It's about what it means to live, to feel your visceral Can I just clench. say that you aren't doing your real sincere voice i for sure am thank you for noticing Uh, oh okay now irl i've i've created a scenario i need a gut check i need a way to punch it down okay we're going to get out without any plugs today so just go out that's a shame cast that's where all of them are patreon.com slash shame city we've got a discord get involved close your eyes declan eyes closed you're sitting in living room yep i didn't write that i don't know why and you hear, quote, wet slime coming from under sofa. You look to investigate. You crouch down, hands and knees, like a dog, like a man and a dog combined in some kind of chimeric hell. An affront to God himself, mm-hmm. many have said. And you lock eyes with a a fetus, yes, with eight octo legs that starts to whisper and moan. And that's with an apostrophe N, apostrophe, the phrase... Lend me your cells, Mr. D. Lend me your sweet, sweet cells. You're frozen in place with shock. Your bones taut with tension, with kinetic 
potential energy, but too afraid to move, too startled to scream. And it's crawling. God, how it's crawling towards you faster and faster. It's not far to go. Right. It's about eight inches from sofa to eyeball. And it crawls damply, overwhelmingly potent stench of of burning teeth like when you're at the dentist and they they drill into your dentine what do you do and how do you feel over to you Declan so it's not how to make it worse it's what would I do yeah in this situation what would you do if- and how do I feel yeah S- gather yourself screw your courage to the sticking place and just just let it out you're amongst friends friend i think what i feel yep is similar to what i mentioned about the film about myself i feel a certain sense of overwhelming relief wow that actually the world is an objectively horrible place filled with sweet cells such despicable horrors as not just capitalism but the octofetus hello sliding at me from under the sofa i've got the papers begging me for cells and i think that whilst it is put them in me cell slot abhorrent stick them in whilst it is repulsive jimmy the lock whilst it inspires one to regurgitate to my heart i think that actually it would make me feel just a little bit better about myself and so what i think i'd do is i'd fuck it i've been isaac you've been i've been declan don't fuck a fetus Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life. <laughs> <laughs>
wherever I wander, wherever I wander, wherever I roam, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder, couldn't be fonder, my new home, the bees are buzzing in the tree, to make some honey just for me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you